Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Future Hacker. I'm your host, Maria Taigi, and today we're talking to Martin Stubler. He's the founder of Biofluff, which develops 100% plant-based fur, an alternative to animal and plastic fur for the fashion industry. Martin has made it his lifelong mission to create unconventional products with fewer natural resources, and his degrees in agriculture, biotechnology, and bioeconomics helped him drive that road. Focusing on next-generation biomaterials, he developed fashion materials and helped implement them into sustainable products with designers in Paris and Milan. He worked in MyCoworks, a Bay Area startup developing mushroom leather. Returning to Europe during the global pandemic, he supported fashion brands in replacing animal leather with mushroom-based alternatives, and in 2021, he founded his own company with the goal to create the cruelty-free material that excites designers and is good for the planet. His nomination for the LVMH Innovation Award, Fashion for Change competition, and the Indie Bio Program and various other government prizes established him as an expert in the biomaterial field, as well as a passionate ambassador for plant-based products. Hi, Martin. It's amazing to have you with us on the show today. How are you doing? Hey, Maria. Thank you so much. Super excited to be here. So, Martin, let's begin by the beginning. What motivated you to create plant-based fur? Like, what's the story behind Biofluff? So, the story of Biofluff is the story of biomaterials in general. Um, there has been a lot of change and a lot of new products happening over the past years. And Biofluff is just one of them. Um, you mentioned earlier in the introduction that I worked for Microworks before founding Biofluff. And Microworks is developing a completely mushroom-based leather alternative. So when I worked in this field, I got the inspiration of starting something that would and could potentially replace and outcompete animal fur. And in a broader context, this was basically enabled by having um, my stay in Europe. So Biofluff is inspired by, first and foremost, by nature, and secondly, by our technical ability to replace a millennia-old product with a new and innovative solution. Coming from the mushroom leather space, I was able to visit multiple tanneries. Um, tanneries where not just animal fur and animal leather are processed. And I was able to see that there's no real solution for the replacement of animal fur. And that's what led to the creation of Biofluff. So tell me, so what, what other solutions were in the market when you were researching? Like for, for not killing animals, you know, by then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All solutions that I found when I started on my journey in 2021 were plastic-based fur replacements. So we're talking here about a variety of different materials, ranging from polyester to acrylic to mod acrylic fibers. 
all of which are completely raw oil derived and based on fossil fuels. And that was the sparkling point, or that was the, the baseline of where I thought about creating biofluff as a sustainable replacement for animal fur. And so what were some of the biggest challenges that, you know, biofluff has faced since its inception? Biofluff is um, a biomaterials company. So we are facing similar challenges as other biomaterials company, which are related to general product quality, product durability, and its comparison to the actual animal equivalent. Currently, one of the biggest challenges for all new fashion biomaterials is that people immediately try to hold them to the same quality standards as prior animal products. And this is leading to a lot of confusion because speaking, for example, from a biofluff perspective, biofluff will be able to outcompete animal fur in the future in terms of quality, softness, durability, and hand feel. But we're not there yet. That's why we're developing this product because no one was able in the past to develop a product like this. But during this, I would call it transition period, it's very important to give people um, a clearer understanding of what the material can be in the future and to also give them the perspective of not comparing it to its animal equivalent. Yeah, actually, that was going to be one of my questions, if it feels like that. So I understand that you're there, you're on the ro on the road to make it, you know, the 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 feeling part just just make people think as an animal firm okay but uh what about durability and longevity when you compare it to traditional fur how does it work today or what are you planning is it supposed to to last longer or the opposite so what should people be expecting about that so in the long run Biofluff will be as durable and as soft as animal fur is today. Animal fur had over several millennia of development happening in the tanning industry to develop such a fantastic material. And this is taking not into account all the millennium or the millions of years that nature has optimized animal hair to protect the wearer. So we're basically competing here with a few months slash years of startup experience against nature and a millennium old tradition of fur tanning. So our race is basically a catch up. We're trying to develop a material that's better in much less time with much less resources. And coming back to your original question, Biofluff is currently at the level of synthetic fur in terms of okay. softness, hand feel and durability. Okay, got it. And I'm curious, like, can it be dyed or styled in the same way as traditional fur? Mm -hmm. Yes, biofluff can come in all shapes, colors. Um, we can modify the fiber length, so the hair length. We can modify the density, the softness, and the shimmer and shine of each individual fiber to really either replace a very particular animal fur or to create fantasy fur in a variety of different colors, different shapes, and different patterns. 
So I'm curious, what are like the most common misconceptions that uh, people face regarding plant-based? So you're, I understand that you're showing to the market, it's something new, right? You're not only showing to investors or even the, the fashion industry, like usually what are people most curious about? I would say the most, the question that we get most often is the question about which plant are you guys using to create biofluff? That's the most common beginner question and a question we are, unfortunately, due to our current patent status, not able to disclose. The second most common question is, how does it feel? How soft is Biofluff right now? And people are expecting all kinds of quality grades, starting with, let's say, a carpet all the way to luxury fur. So there are different expectations out there. And I would say the closest equivalent or the best um, haptical understanding that you can gain how Biofluff feels today is synthetic fur. So we are right now at the quality level of synthetic fur while being completely biodegradable, completely renewable, and 100% plant-based. And like how many plants does it take to do a coat? when compared to, you know, how many animals you'd have to kill to do a coat? <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard question. It really depends on the garment itself. Um, I'm not an expert on, um, let's say, animal garments or animal fur garments, but I, I've heard numbers, and please don't quote me on that, that several hundred, for example, rabbits would be used for a full rabbit uh, fur coat. For biofluff, for a full biofluff fur coat, we're talking about an equivalent in square meters of about 10 to 100 square meters of plants growing on an acre of land. So, so then that drives me to my following question. Like, what are the environmental impacts when using plant-based fur? I mean, needless to say that we are going to stop killing animals, which is a good reason enough for that. But when it comes to like, energy consumption, carbon footprint, the like use of land, um, you know, costs, like talking about the whole cycle. What are the challenges? Uh, of course, needless to say, again, it's something completely new. So you're basically building the whole cycle from scratch, kind of, right? Depending on the ways you need it. Uh, but what are the challenges? What needs to be improved uh, when coming to make it sustainable? I would say the same principle applies to every other product. How do we make any other arbitrary product more sustainable? Number one, we reduce or we're trying to reduce its environmental impact by using less resources and using those resources more efficiently. So the same holds true for Biofluff. Biofluff is completely plant-based. So at one point, the plants have to be grown somewhere. They have to be on a field somewhere, have to grow, have to be harvested, and then have to be manufactured into biofluff. At this very initial step, at this growth step, the biggest potential is to reduce the environmental impact. And we're doing this for biofluff by having a plant that can be grown between main agricultural cash crops. So we're not trying to we're not competing with a, a food source for humans or animals, 
but we're trying to make use of the natural rotation in agriculture by having cash crops and less nutrient drawing plants on the same on the same field in alternating order. So this this reduces not just the competition between a food source and a material, which is yeah. a very common problem in the entire um, bioeconomy. Because bioeconomy, if something grows, it is naturally competing with other things that grow and that can be harvested and either consumed directly or can be manufactured into products. So by using, by choosing a crop that is not competing with main crop cycles, we're able to fill in the gap between regular crops and using this crop not just for the production of biofluff, but also for so soil um, fertilization, mm -hmm. bringing organic matter into the ground that can then be um, transformed by microorganisms in basic nutrients for plants. In which stage are you guys? Like, do you already you created the solution, you're improving it? Like, are you already able to scale? Are you looking for investors? What's going on with you, uh, with you guys right now? Biofluff is currently at the scaling stage. So we have developed a laboratory prototype and we've taken this laboratory prototype from our position into a factory this year, 2022. And we're now trying to optimize. We're now optimizing the process for the biofluff quality. So we're somewhere between scaling industrially and leaving a research lab. Okay, got it. And what else can you share about the upcoming projects? And also like in a further future, do you see any uses besides the fashion industry or, or is your, your plan strictly regarding using biofluff for the fashion industry? So I'll probably split this question and I'll answer first sure. what are the upcoming events for Biofluff and then I will talk a little bit more about the broader market outlook and which yeah. industries could most benefit from Biofluff. So starting with the future outlooks, Biofluff is currently developing an industrial prototype that will hopefully be launched in spring 2023. Um, this prototype will show we're partnering here with leading sustainable invest um, designers. So we're partnering with designers to create Biofluff in a small capsule collection and showcase the material, the garments and other fashion items in Paris or Milan next year. This is our big goal for the upcoming year. And this also leads into your second question. How can Biofluff be used? Does it need to be a fashion material? No, there's just a big demand in the fashion market, but it can also be used for interior design, automotive, footwear, um, other fashion sectors that are not completely dedicated to luxury and sustainable fashion. That's pretty cool, you know, and actually that leads me to another uh, question I have, which is like, how do you see this market evolving in the future? Forget about the plant base only, but also, is there any other materials that you see, like, you know, I see biotechnology being used to create fur in labs as well. Uh, we see fur made from cannabis plants. So what else do you envision? I mean, cannabis is a plant, but, you know, what else do you envision regarding other technologies and the future of fashion? Uh, 
Mm -hmm. So the biomaterials market is growing. You've identified that correctly. And there are many ways to create different new materials. Um, two types of approaches here. Um, personally, I would divide, divide the current tasks or the current attempt to create sustainable fur replacement into two groups. Group number one is based on a laboratory living approach, also called in vivo cultiva cultivation. And the second approach is more based on a, let's say, synthetic fur um, angle of view. Let's talk about this, these two concepts for a while. Um, the first approach being laboratory-based, happening in a petri dish or under other circumstances, is usually creating a very good quality, but at very high cost. So yeah. um, if you can imagine growing a full fur coat in a laboratory, you would first probably require a lot of petri dishes to grow that much fur. <laughs> and growing quality consistently is a very difficult thing. That's why biotechnology is an extremely challenging field still, despite all the research we've put in. So I would say this is an interesting approach, but currently not ready to scale to market conditions to really meet consumer demand. Marty, who knows? Maybe, maybe we could have those codes coming out of uh, 3D printers. We never know, right? <laughs> That's true. And I would welcome this. I would really welcome this if we could 3D print um, let's say a synthetic or a biological fur coat at one point. Until we're there, until we're able to recreate such fine structures in the future, I would say the second approach is more interesting, where we're taking what is currently on the market, we're taking the technology of the creation of faux fur, and we're replacing um, certain materials in the process with our own materials. So, for example, Biofluff is based on three different industries that have never really collaborated in the, in the past. Biofluff is based on fiber science, it's based on textile manufacturing, and it's based on tanning, the tanning industry. With all of these different industries contributing a very crucial um, part to the Biofluff process to create a high quality and durable and soft fur for biofluff. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay, so um, Martin, so what's the big thing for 2023? Like if anybody that is listening to this interview and is interested in, in reaching you guys, like uh, for whichever reason, how to approach you guys? Like what's the channel? Mm-hmm. So the best way to get in contact with us is to go to our website, um, bio-fluff.com, and you'll be able to contact us via the contact form there. For 2023, we're super excited to look forward to our first official capsule launch, having BioFluff bio be somewhere on a um, runway, for example, would be really exciting, and we're working um, yeah, systematically to get there with our fashion collaborators. And follow us on some of our multi, um, multimedia channels, such as um, we're mostly on LinkedIn, being a startup, but we're also on Twitter and Instagram. So that's pretty cool. I can't wait to hear the big news. Just let us know as soon as you know, you know, you got this thing. Uh, 
can't wait to be able to to put on our channel your next coat on a runaway with a big fashion designer be behind that. So we are all cheering for you. <laughs> and if you have any last word for our listeners, maybe, you know, the listeners out there, there are also entrepreneurs and are trying to create a more sustainable environment in regarding, regardless the industry they're on. If you have any final advice, please, the word is yours. Thank you so much for being here on the show with us today. Thank you, Maria. It's super cool to be here. I want to share one last piece of advice, which I got from yes. a very old and experienced mentor. It's called combinatory innovation. And it's one of the principles of current technological advancements by taking things that are working and replacing certain aspects with new ideas. So what I really want to encourage um, all the entrepreneurs listening to this podcast is to focus on things that are currently not working in the system by combining them with the best parts of what's out there. So take what's not working, bunch it together with stuff that's really working well, and whatever you're creating new will be standing on the shoulders of giants. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Maria. Great being here. Bye. Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future.